Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. I am so excited today to get to be talking about how we renew our minds, and all month, that's what we're going to be talking about, how we renew our minds, and, and, and when we do that, that we get to figure out what God's will is for us. So such an exciting thing to be talking about. And today, our special guest is Crystal Payne, and she has written an amazing book called Love-Centered Parenting, but specifically in that book, she focuses a lot on on how do we renew our minds. So I'm excited to get to introduce her to you. And the verse that we're going to be talking about specifically is our memory verse for this month, Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So welcome, Crystal. I'm just so excited to have you here. And I'm excited that this is a topic that God has really placed on your heart like how we renew our minds and how we seek after him and follow him. And so I'm excited, but we're not quite there yet. First, I would just love to introduce you to our people and get to know you a little better. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Crystal. Yes, well, I'm so excited to be here. And I feel like this is the perfect topic because this is something that God's really been doing in my heart the last four years um, as I chronicle in my book. But so I'm Crystal Payne. I'm the founder of MoneySavingMom.com. And my husband and I also have a um, podcast called Crystal Payne Show. But much more than that, I am wife to Jesse. We've been married for 18 years and we have four biological children. They are 16, 13, 11, and 10 months. Okay. And then we're also foster parents. And so that is a big part of our life as well. Um, and we live in the Nashville, Tennessee area. And um, we love to travel, but COVID and traveling haven't been very good. So it's been yes. really weird to be home, but it's also been, it's been good, but we're getting that itch to like, we just, we, we wanted, we wanted to hit all 50 States and all seven continents by the time our oldest um, daughter graduates from high school. But We'll have to, we're going to have to extend so she, that just a little bit. <laughs> is she a sophomore then? Is that right? Um, she is. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. I have a 16 year old too. So I'm like, I'm tracking with you, but it sounds like, so I have five kids and my kids are every two years from 16 down to eight, but it sounds like you almost have like two separate families, like your big kids yes. and then your little bitty guys. <laughs> so how is that? Yes. So it's been an interesting journey. So we had the three and we really wanted to have more kids and we um, struggle with secondary infertility. And so okay. in the beginning, it was kind of the thing where, you know, you're, your life is full, your, your hands are full and you're, mm -hmm. you're taking care of these three kids that are you know close together. And then as they got older, we just started really feeling like, well, is this it? Like we didn't think we were just going to have three kids. Um, and about, I think it was three years ago, we decided, okay, the, our clocks are ticking. We probably mm -hmm. should maybe go in and get some testing. So we went into a fertility clinic. We did a lot of testing and we were, um, planning that we were probably going to, you know, take, do some type of fertility treatments to be able to, um, conceive and found out then through all of that testing that we were not even candidates for IVF because of the issues. And that was just oh, a wow. huge gut punch for us. Um, yeah. 
and just really grieving that loss. Um, it took us yeah. probably about six months to really process through that and then just be like, okay, God, you've given us these three kids. We're so grateful that we have these three because I don't even know how we have these three based on all <laughs> these tests that we're running. Right. And so we're just going to trust you. And we know that you must have something greater and better for us than we can dream or imagine according to what you know we want. And just really praying about that and trusting him with that. And God opened up a lot of doors for us to get to do some travel things and international things and stuff that we wouldn't have gotten to do had we had you know, gone through with the fertility treatments and all that. And then he started stirring in our hearts through some really unexpected ways and um, some friends of ours who were fostering and just, we just started feeling this thing where you're just like, okay, God, you're, you're up to something. And <laughs> what are you doing? What is this? And yeah. so we went to the initial, they had like this foster class that you could have if you were interested in, you know, just kind of going. And we were thinking maybe we would do respite, which is where you just um, help foster families out, maybe take a, you know, their Mm -hmm. foster kids for a weekend or something. Well, we went to the initial thing and we both looked at each other. We're like, we can't just do respite. Like there's the need is so great. And so yeah. we went through all of the classes and the training and you have to get your house, you know, all in order. And then you have to have the home study and have these people come in and inspect your house and ask you all sorts mm. of questions and fill out tons and tons of paperwork. So we're at the very last week of all of that. And this has been like a four to five month process, um, very intensive process. And we, you know, so we got in our house all baby proofed and like we were, you know, we're doing this and that last week, I was just feeling really stressed and really just overwhelmed and snapping at everybody. And I was like, what is wrong? Like, she's just coming to do a final walkthrough. Like, she's been in our house a lot. She's seen, there's nothing for me to be stressed about. Why am I so stressed? And then I also was experiencing all this nausea and headaches. And, and then all of a sudden I go, you know, I'm two weeks late. And so I told my husband, I said, maybe I'm going through early menopause. So we should... You know, maybe I could just, I should call my OB. And he goes, but if you call your OB, you know what they're going to say. They're not going to have you come in for testing for early menopause unless you've taken a pregnancy test. So they're going to ask you and, you know, so he's like, I'm just going to go to Walgreens. I'm going to get a pregnancy test. You take it. And then we can call the OB. So he goes to Walgreens, comes back home and we're home by ourselves. Our kids are at school and gives me this test. I go in and take it. And I like literally wasn't really even thinking a whole lot about it. He goes off into the other room and I look down and it's one of those digital tests that we didn't have back in the day when I was taking pregnancy (laughs) tests and it says pregnant like right away. And I was like, oh, well maybe it takes a while for that not to come up, you know? So I was just waiting for the not to come up and I waited three minutes and and I'm, as I'm waiting, I'm thinking, well, I've been nauseous. Like I'm like, I'm going through all the things, headache, like weird hormones, weird cravings, weird. I'm like, I think this thing is legit. And so I call him in there and I said, I think you need to look at this pregnancy test. And so then we ended up, I took another one and then finally went into the doctor. I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And so they, they did a sonogram and they're like, uh, girl, yep, there's a baby in there. So, oh so anyway, goodness. that was the biggest surprise of our lives. And, um, but then while I was pregnant, we went ahead with our foster care, um, licensing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, when I was four weeks before, um, we had sweet little Kirsten. Um, we brought home a little boy from the NICU, um, who was born premature and had, it's pretty medically fa- fragile. And, um, so we had two newborns for um, eight months and it was just such a sweet, 
stretching hard, um, so mm. many emotions in that. And then he reunited with his mom in December and we still get to be involved in his life, which is such a gift. But yeah, so God's plans are always very different than, than our plans. Um, I'm sure if he had told you that beforehand, like you're going to have a baby plus you're going to have an extra baby too. You would have been like, no, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. That well, sounds you like know, a lot just, of work. It's interesting how if we had, if we looked to the future and we knew what's going to happen in the future. And the funny thing was, is mm. I had also signed a three book contract right before we found out we were pregnant. And no. so this book that I just recently released, Love Center Parenting, was literally written like in little snippets of 15 minutes, a lot of times in the middle of the night, sometimes when I was holding two babies. I mean, and oh. so, you know, it's just like, I was like, well, if there was ever a parenting book, it's not really a parenting book, but it talks about parenting um, because I'm still in trenches, still figuring this out myself. But yeah. if there's ever a book with parenting and towel that was really written, like in the thick of it, this one is it. So. Oh my goodness. I would say so. That is incredible. I love, I mean, I just love everything about hearing that story and just God's, God's plans. When, when we found mm -hmm. out that I, when I found out I was pregnant with my fifth, it was a similar situation where I was like, we were doing everything not to have another baby. And my, I was like, you know, on my husband every day, like, okay, you need to get scheduled so that we can, you know, you got to get a vasectomy. And he just kept dragging his feet. And I was like, babe, you got to do this. You got to do this. And then when I did find out that I was pregnant, it was like, I, I kind of thought I was pregnant, but I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. And then of course I took the test at like 5 a.m. Cause I woke up to go to the bathroom and I was like, oh my goodness, I am pregnant. And then I threw the test away. I went back to sleep, woke up at like seven, make, making everybody breakfast, getting people ready for school, doing all the things. And my husband just like out of the blue, he, I mean, we'd already been in contact for like, you know, 20 minutes. It was like, hey, by the way, did you take that pregnancy test? And I literally was like, oh my gosh, I did. I like, <laughs> it was like, was that a dream even that that happened? Um, but yeah, we are so thankful for our fifth and you know, he wasn't our plan, but he is God's plan and such a good plan. So you never know what he's going to do, you know? So I would love to hear just a little bit more. So you've got two more books coming out. Do you know what those are going to be? We do not know at this point. I always, um, so when I signed the three book contract, I, um, it's with Bethany house and mm -hmm. they just, we knew what the first one was going to be. And I always just like to focus on one book at a time and okay. just write that. And, um, so this book was just a message that God had really laid on my heart for, mm. especially for young moms that talks through walking through a really difficult season with um, one of my kids four years ago and kind of how God taught me to just, I had to go back to square one as a parent and learn, um, how to parent from a place of grace and rest and freedom instead of this rules-based parenting. It was relationship-based parenting and what that looks like and how to connect instead of correct because I was doing a whole lot of correcting and it wasn't working very well. And so what it looks like to really connect with your kids. And um, But the next two books, I have some ideas, but I'm just really trusting God. And mm -hmm. um, I did set a sort of goal for 2021 that by the end of this year, I would have the next book idea solidified. So right now I'm just praying and, and just, you know, putting different things out there and just listening to, mm. you know, kind of how the spirit is leading and jotting some ideas down and we'll see what God has. So that's exciting. I think in some ways that kind of leads us into some of what we're going to be talking about with our mm -hmm. verse is, you know, what does God have for you? What does God have for these two 
more books that you're going to be writing and just this process of like discerning God's will for your life. So I have a, a quick question before we wrap it up. You talked about how it's something that you've been praying about and you just kind of been laying it out before the Lord. When you make a decision on something like this, when you're trying to discern, okay, what does God have for me in this? What are the things that you use to kind of help you discern what that is? Mm -hmm. So often it starts with just really seeking the Lord and praying about it and just really listening quietness, I feel Mm -hmm. like, and having that space. So every morning when I get up after I've gotten the kids out the door, I get on the treadmill and I usually read some kind of encouraging book and then I pray over my day. And this is after I've already spent time in God's word, but it's just kind of like this separate time of Mm -hmm. praying over my day. And usually then a lot of times in that quiet space, I will also just just be listening and praying and kind of processing through other things that I'm just needing to hear his voice and get some direction on. So starting with that and allowing that quiet in my life, because we can get so busy that we don't have space to hear God's still small voice, but then talking with my husband and really listening to him, not coming with an agenda of like, I really think we should do this. So let's do this. Yes. And you know, instead of being like, I'm considering these things and I really love your input and mm-hmm. so you know trusting God to work through him and give him wisdom and I want us to always be on the same page and then I feel like through other people um I think you know God's spirit in us but then God's people and God's word and I feel like those are kind of the three pillars of um hearing God's voice and discerning his truth and so does this line up with God's word is my husband on board with this? Do I feel a complete peace about this? And have I gotten counsel from others? You know, kind of all of that coming together to make it clear that God's saying yes. And a lot of times it's just like for the next step. It's not like, here's what you're going to do in the next five years, but here's the next <laughs> right. right thing for you to do. And so trusting God and knowing that the path might look very different and lead into a very different place than I would have ever dreamed or imagined, but that mm-hmm. God's so faithful to give me wisdom for the next step if you ask him, you know, he's faithful. His scripture has promised that if you ask God for wisdom, he's going to give it to you. But so often we just kind of jump out on our own instead of stopping to take the time to really seek him for wisdom and direction. I just love that. I love the idea that you set us apart a specific time to just listen um, in a time where it's just its own, like, this is what I do. This is a part of my mm-hmm. process. It's not like I'm asking God whether or not he wants me to move to Africa and become a missionary, right? It's just a part of your daily practice. And I just love that. Um, I think one of the things um, that my husband always says is that um, sometimes we can be so reactionary as Christians when we really need to just be more proactive and allowing God the space to, over small increments, like you said, give us the next right step instead of you know coming to him when we're hemorrhaging and you know about ready to bleed out we're like god you gotta fix this mm-hmm. what did i do um instead to to have those um practices of health of spiritual health that um are daily that we're you know maintaining things so that we're not you know in a place of of real need and brokenness um because we're not doing those things so mm-hmm. um I just love that. And I love that our listeners are getting to hear from you. I love just this idea of talking about finding God's direction in our lives. And um, specifically next time, um, we're going to talk a lot more about what does it mean to be people who are renewing our minds. So thank you so much, Crystal, for sharing just a little bit more about your personal story and just your journey, especially with having kids and your family and how... um, 
how God moved even in that to have you do some pretty courageous things. So that's exciting. And even just like hearing the miraculous parts of that too, just beautiful stuff. So we can't wait to have you on again next week and discuss some more about these things. And um, thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.